When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We have got the goat looking like Mr. Irrelevant, which yesterday was ironic. We've got the Eagles soaring, the Cowboys surviving, and my quarterback in an ambulance after the game. Lots of football today. Bubba, let's hit it. Here we go! Only one place to start. All right, the one place to start, obviously, is with the weekend in the National Football League. A very interesting one indeed. And here to continue the conversation after we wrapped up, get up this morning, is my good friend Ryan Clark. Good enough to hang out. Thank you, RC. I What's appreciate up, brother? it. Well, I, I'm, I'm okay. I, took, I almost took myself out of the game yesterday when I saw the beating that Mike White was taking at the hands yeah. of the Buffalo defense. And I, I guess I'll start there. We have a million things to get to here. I want to talk about the Eagles. I want to talk about the Cowboys. I want to talk about um, the San Francisco 49ers. But let's just start with that because clearly one of the stories of the day mm. – Mike White had to go to the hospital in an ambulance after the game just to make sure. I I don't know exactly what they were keeping an eye on. But when you see your quarterback take a beating like that and just keep coming back, what does that mean? Greeny, it's it's, it's always seemed, or at least it seems since Mike White took over as the quarterback, that this team rallied behind him, that those offensive linemen supported him, that Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore are now showing you some of the reasons they were drafted as highly as they were. But when you watch a quarterback go out there and show that he's one of the guys and, and not, not, not in like the fun way, oh, he hangs out with us. Mm-hmm. In the, he's a football player that winning this football game is the only thing that's on his mind. And it's above even protecting himself. The second hit he took from Matt Milano to me was the hit that showed me how much Mike White wants to be the quarterback of the New York Jets. He's, he was already taking a beating. He'd already been hit by Ed Oliver in the same place. And he stood down the barrel again, Greeny, and did the exact same thing. And now, from the, the standpoint of, of being the franchise quarterback and staying healthy, you say to yourself, that's maybe not the smartest thing to do. But God, it ingratiates you in that locker room. God, it makes people want to follow you. And to me, at least as the season goes forward, Mike White's the quarterback of this team unless he can't physically do it anymore and I also think that's a conversation for the offseason because he's shown us nothing but toughness and he's shown us that he's willing to fight to the very last whistle especially in these last two games when he got hit on that play by Milano I almost gathered the media around me in my home and announced my (laughs) retirement (laughs) I'm retiring from the broadcasting business he just got hit so incredibly hard and then after the game, there's a reporter who says to Josh Allen, you yeah. know, and it, it's not a question. He says it. He just makes a statement. Your offense isn't good enough to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Allen just says, okay. Right. Here's what I will say. The Bills depend on Allen mm-hmm. as much as I've ever seen a team depend on anyone. You True. can't say more because sometimes some teams are just so quarterback-centric. Yeah. And I get that Diggs is a really good player. And they have some good players on that defense. 
But my goodness, it's almost like either Josh Allen is going to do it or it isn't going to get done. I'm not as yeah. sold on them as I thought I did. They, they, they've definitely built their offense around his skill set and around his talent. That's the reason you have a Gabe Davis, a Dawson Knox. That's the reason you go out and you go acquire Stephon Diggs. And we've seen his ascension because of these players. And when we go back and watch the divisional playoff game when he's going tit for tat and back and forth with Patrick Mahomes, we aren't sitting there being upset because the Buffalo Bills are quarterback centric. What we're saying is this is the future Brady uh, Manning. This is the future of the AFC. And so I think that this is how teams are built these days. And when you give a guy $260 million, that's part of it. Now, the other thing is that Josh Allen has to help himself. Josh Allen, as we saw Dan illustrate today on Get Up, you have to take the check down on first and 10 so we don't get to third and 10. When you have an opportunity to make the easy play, you have to take the easy play. And if you go back to the first time these teams met, that was the same thing we said coming out of this game. Right. Sauce Gardner gets an interception because Josh won't take the easy play. And then at the end of the game, he throws a football 70 hundred million yards, and it actually hits Gabe Davis in between the one and the three, mm-hmm. and you guys could almost lost because of how talented he is. Josh is going to have to help himself in a way, but they're going to have to get to some of the things we saw against the Patriots, which utilized Singletary and James Cook. But they played the Jets, Greeny. The Jets are excellent defensively if you score 20 points as a New York Jets offense you have a chance to win every game and that was a tough game yesterday for the yeah they couldn't get it done Greeny with you here RC in our studio Uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance Progressive's 10th Keys to Progress giveaway is going on right now for veterans this year their goal is to gift a vehicle to a recipient small business or nonprofit in every state see more about their annual giveaway at keystoprogress.com and by the way I just want you to know just what a professional I am Because when we were having that conversation today and we showed that play where Josh Allen should have taken the check down, also sometimes known as dumping it off, you actually, without realizing you had said it, as you were explaining, he says, look, I know that Josh Allen needs to take the dump. But then he blah, 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 blah. You said that. And I kept going like everything was just fine. I didn't even remember. That, that's, no, you didn't do it on purpose. And I said, you know what? I could stop everything now. You should have. The nine-year-old boy in me has to just giggle at the fact that you said Josh Allen has to take the dump. And I didn't do it because that's just what a professional A professional does, Greeny. Okay. Uh, speaking of taking dumps, uh, yesterday, <laughs> what the Eagles did to the Giants yesterday in their own building my goodness. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about that from both teams' perspective. I mean, the Giants have had a great year. To mm-hmm. be what they are, where they are, with who they have at this point. But yesterday, it really felt like sort of the I'm end. Not, like, this I'm is not, what they look like against a good team. Yeah, I'm not sure you, you, you really love boxing, Greeny. But uh, Arturo Gatti is one of my favorite boxers. Sure. God rest his soul. And he went through a spell where he was just like this brawler. And then he got really good at some point. And they let him fight Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the saddest things I'd ever seen. Because it showed that night that he was a C fighter and Floyd Mayweather was an A fighter. Mm-hmm. That's what yesterday looked like to me. The, the New York Giants, who are a team that has overachieved the entire season, finally got in the ring or finally got on the field with an A fighter, and you saw what it looked like. You saw that they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. You saw that they couldn't create offense against the Philadelphia Eagles in any meaningful way. That's who the Giants have been all season. But they've been this feel-good story because we watched them play well in a way that we didn't expect them to. The Philadelphia Eagles have been as close to flawless this entire season as you could possibly be, especially offensively. And when they play like that, I don't believe there's a team in the NFC that can beat them. Now, the San Francisco 49ers have something to say about that. The Dallas Cowboys have something to say about that. But right now, there is no player 
in the entire NFL, and Greeny, I want you to hear me. Yeah. I'm not saying the NFC. In the entire NFL that I trust to come through more as themselves each and every week than Jalen Hurts is right now. That includes Patrick Mahomes. That includes Josh Allen. That includes Joe Burrow. He has been consistently good to excellent for every game this season. And, and as a result, he is now the betting favorite to win MVP. Is he the MVP of the league? He absolutely is. Absolutely he's the MVP, Greeny, because it's not only about his improvement. It's about his ability to stay at that level of play each and every week, no matter what's happening around him. Quez Watkins fumbles, Goddard fumbles, the ball bounces off A.J. Brown's hand. He's consistently himself in the way that he conducts himself and also his play. So, look, the Eagles, their their performance sort of stands by itself. They have been, to your point, consistently the best team. They will play the Cowboys in two weeks, Christmas Eve in Dallas. That'll, I guess, be Dallas's one chance to show everybody that they are a legit contender because yesterday was one of the... What does it say about a team when they play that badly and still win against the worst team in the NFL? Well, I mean, one, you don't want your team to play that badly ever. Right. And when you're playing, and it's it's magnified because you are playing a one-win team. Right. But it says, you know what? You got to find a way to win. And even in, you know, texting and talking to some people on that team and some of that staff, they say, you know what, it's ugly. I even had Stafford tell me, you know what, the Texans more lost that game than we won it. But a win is a win in the NFL and you keep moving forward. The thing that they get to do now, and you can see it on Mike McCarthy's face, is you get to go coach that game up like a loss. You say, guys, you played the worst team in the NFL, and they should have beaten you. Now, here's why, Dak. Here's the reads you're supposed to make defensively. Here is how we have to stop Damian Pierce. Here's what we have to do against the quarterback run, which they use with Jeff Driscoll. Think about Jeff Driscoll as opposed to what you're going to get from Jalen Hurts Mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve. So there's so many things for this team to improve on. But if they go out, Greeny, and they lay an egg or a clunker, against the Philadelphia Eagles, then everything that we saw yesterday, everything that we've seen when this team has struggled will resurface, and I believe that team has the ability to implode. So they have to fix these things quickly. And, and Greeny and RC, and, and that's the thing. The, the way everything shapes up, unless they somehow catch Philly, yep. they will be the fifth seed. Mm-hmm. And the fourth seed is going to be the champion of the NFC South, which at this moment— Do we have the crown one, Greeny? I mean, the, uh, unfortunately, the, the, the little-known codicil on the NFL rules suggests that that team has to make— <laughs> I don't want to see Tampa again. I cannot watch them play anymore. Tom Brady, at this moment, Tom Brady has now been reduced to a guy who was just trying to decide who he's going to yell at next. Is he going to yell at his receiver? (laughs) Is he going to yell at a coach? Is he going to yell at the offensive line? Is he going to yell at the officials? He's just looking for somebody to yell at. No one is in a worse mood than Tom Brady is. Well, because Tom Brady is in love with winning. And I noticed this last week when – I watched him against the New Orleans Saints after the game. The, the, the type of joy and happiness that you saw on Tom Brady's face was different from what I know when he's trying to win a championship or when he believes he can win a championship. When he believes he can win a championship, he's going to critique the first 57 minutes of that game mm-hmm. more than the last three. He understands what it takes to play at championship level, and I believe he knows that this team can't play at a championship level, that this team winning a game is actually the anomaly, the outlier. And so when you watch him play, there's a, there, there's a level of acceptance that he's trying to deal with when he looks at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and knows that they in no way can win a championship. They, they got two big games coming up, and they're going to be the big game this weekend against Cincinnati. 
Um, that, that is going to be like the game everyone pays attention to. They play there, and then they're going to be on a Sunday night again. So we're going to have to live with a lot more of Tampa and, the, and Brady and everything else as we finish up this season. Should, should they beat the Cowboys? Should Brady – if Brady beats the Cowboys in the first round of Everybody the playoff, gets fired. Everybody in Dallas gets fired. I think yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And Brady still leaves. That's the thing. Yeah, it's be over. Brady's last win. Yeah, it's, 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 over. it's over for everybody after that game. But as bad as Tampa looked yesterday, when we watched the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, the sad part is we can't say that's out of the realm of no. possibility. I agree. Right? They you, could lose. I mean, right. There's they, they no game lose. they can't lose. And, and, and that, I think, is what's scary about the Dallas Cowboys is that these, they're, they're, there are these highs that are these excessive highs, and they're exciting, and, they're, and, they're, and they're, 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 they're tantalizing. And then you watch them play sometimes, you're like, ugh. You know why? Because the quarterback isn't playing that well. No. Like, I, I agree. I thought Dak would come back, and I, I don't want to say I'm overstating him or overrating him. I mean, I mean, I believe he's an excellent player. He's just not always playing like that. Well, I think, I think that's the issue. And, and I said it. I can't remember what week it was, Greeny. And I was like, you know, like you kind of just got to let Dak be Dak. Right, you you have to understand that this team is better when they're a run first team. When Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott have the football in their hands, and then Dak Prescott is able to take his play from there into the play action game. And I feel like sometimes they get away from that. And when this team gets away from that, it becomes extremely pass heavy with truly only one big time threat on the outside. And be honest, Ceedee Lamb ain't Justin Jefferson, right? No, he's, not, no. he's not Jamar Chase, right? Right? He's not Tyreek Devontae, and so. This team truly doesn't have the playmakers that I think we expected them to have coming into the season. And so offensively, they're dependent on Dak, but he's not Patrick, and he's not Josh, and he's not Joe. And I think we're having a harder time accepting that than the Dallas Cowboys should be. I, I Well, look, I mean, the thing about being the Cowboys quarterback is I guess you're always going to get a little too much credit and yeah. a little too much blame. We overdo it, but you're right. When we make a list right now of the of the the flat out difference making quarterbacks, he's not one of them. He's not one of them. I agree with that, and, and, and that's and that's a reality for the Dallas Cowboys that I think you have to game plan and call plays with as well. Now the good news for him in this conference is there's not too many of them, so yeah. he could find a way to get there. RC, you're the best. You carry me through these Mondays. Thank you, my, my man, man. Thank you, brother. I good time, man. Hey, I get you well, brother. Yeah, I, I get I'm, you all the way back. I'm getting better. I still have this thing down deep in here, but I'm hanging in there. You're the yes, best. Thank appreciate you, Ryan. You, brother. A ZipRecruiter can fill any job you're hiring for this holiday season. Four out of five ZipRecruiter employees get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. My take's coming up next. The hashtag crew will assemble right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Greeny, back with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around me. We will lean on Bubba and Nuno and Hembo today as I continue to work my way back here. And I, I just want to very quickly say how much I appreciate all the nice notes that I've been getting from people um, you know, expressing concern for me. Uh, thank you. It makes me feel really good. Uh, there's, I hate being away. Like, missing as much time as I've missed over the last two weeks. I mean, I've been doing this job for a very, very long time. I've never missed as much time as I've missed in the last two weeks because I was sick, and I just couldn't do it. So why are you smiling? You look like you're going to laugh for some reason at my illness. At I'm a- not laughing at your illness. I feel the same way. We missed having you. I was just thinking we almost never have breaking news in the morning just by the nature of when we're on. And in consecutive days last week, we had the Aaron Judge and Brittany Griner both break uh, during Get Up. It was just kind of an ironic twist. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I guess. But I was just thinking that it would have been great to have you break in. That's all. Well, one way or the other, I was unable to do it. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you have a conversation. Have you ever made a doctor laugh? Like, if you make a doctor laugh, then you know you have gone really wrong. <laughs> and so I went in there on Tuesday to see the doctor after, the sh- after this show. Because I just, I just knew I wasn't right. I just wasn't getting better, and I couldn't stop <coughs> coughing and all this. And I say to the doctor... You know, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm, that I'm okay to do the stuff I want. And he says, well, give me a, a sense of what you're doing. And I say, well, tomorrow I've got four hours live TV and radio. And then uh, the same thing on Thursday. And then I'm flying out to L.A. and we're doing uh, shows from L.A. Then we fly to San Francisco. We're doing shows from San Francisco. Then I'm flying back on the red eye after the game Saturday night in San Francisco um, and be back here for Monday. And he just started to laugh. And I said, why is that funny? This is my life I'm describing to you. And he was like, so you think you're going to get better doing that? Like you're, you're, is, so at what point in that are you thinking, oh, I'm going to get healthy like Friday afternoon? <laughs> He's like, I, look, I mean, I'm shutting you down. Like just go home and freaking do nothing. Uh-huh. I, I mean, nothing. And I don't do nothing well. I mean, you can ask the, the people who have been unfortunate enough to be around me the last week I, I, at first, you know, there's kind of a novelty in being homesick. You know, ooh, look what's on TV in the middle of the day. You know, <laughs> all sorts of things you don't otherwise know. And then my patience ran out. Mm. I mean, my, my patience for not being in the middle of all this stuff ran out. So uh, I am, it's suffice to say, I'm very, very happy to be back, and I'm not planning on going anywhere again anytime soon. Okay, in, in 30 seconds, I will get to my takes from an NFL Sunday, of which I have exactly five, but I'll spend those 30 seconds telling you about AutoZone, because they, they have the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service, which not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of that light being on. 
With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. All right, to the takes. Greenies takes. Here we go. I certainly watched a lot of sports. I watched a lot of soccer, mostly because that's what was on. You know, while I was away, when I was sick, and I actually enjoyed it. I have some soccer thoughts, uh, if you want them a little bit later. But let's do my top five takeaways from the NFL. Number five. Again, Tom Brady at this point is just looking for the next person to yell at. Like, he he knew that game was over yesterday. I I was surprised he was still out there at that game. And I think he was just out there because he hadn't yelled at everybody yet. Are you as frustrated watching them as I am? Like, it's excruciating to watch. That is a team that is bad at everything. No team less deserves to be in the playoffs than the Buccaneers. Like, somehow if Atlanta made it, or if Carolina, I'm rooting for Carolina. Like, I'm watching Carolina play in Seattle yesterday. They are scrappy. They're young. They're hungry. They're fighting. They're trying. They're not very good, but they're playing their behinds off. If DJ Moore doesn't take his helmet off in that game against Atlanta, they, they, probably, they would be tied for first place in the division right now, and maybe they'll still win it. I'd like to see a team like them get in. Watching the Buccaneers is excruciating, and Brady has got to get the hell out of there. I don't know if he's going to play next year or not, but the one thing of which I can absolutely assure you, there's no way he's playing for Tampa again next year. They're going to be the worst team in the league for the next three years. Mm. The Buccaneers are going to be absolutely awful coming out of this. I'm not sure they're not that now. Number four. Uh, the Dolphins may have been a mirage. So did you watch the Dolphins play against the Chargers last night? Like, they don't look so good. And last week, against a good team, they didn't look so good. And I went back and I looked. So from the time Tua came back, remember, Tua gets hurt, and then we made this big deal about how Tua, they hadn't lost a game that Tua started. But look at that win streak. Those five wins were against the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns and the Texans. Those are the five games that they won. And you find yourself saying, so were we kind of overstating how good they are? We're going to find out because they're going to play in Buffalo. I think that game is Saturday night, right? So we're going to find out. But I think it is reasonable to at least wonder if there wasn't a little paper tiger involved in that dolphin along the way of that winning streak. Number three. Uh, The Cowboys only win because the Texans aren't really an NFL team. I mean, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Like the Texans, that on fourth down, A, they should kick the field goal. Kick the field goal and take a six-point lead so that even if Dallas does go down and score on you, you still win the game with a field goal. They're going for the win there. Okay, I'll live with that. You have one win. You want to go for the jugular, that's fine. But they run a play they can't even execute. They couldn't execute a handoff. On fourth and goal at the very end. And as a result, they give the ball to Dak 98 yards away, and he goes down right down and scores on them. I mean, Bubba, you're watching that, obviously, as a crazy Cowboy fan, and we'll talk about it. But, I mean, that the Texans could not execute a handoff on fourth and the game to go. Yeah, I mean, we won because of a broken play. So, I mean, it's we, I'm happy they got the win, and you said Dak did the 98-yard drive after, but the, the – the Cowboys got fortune because literally on the out of a timeout too. Let's let's not forget that yeah. out of a timeout, <laughs> the quarterback ran one way, the running back ran the other way. Good times. And if, if you didn't see it, the way Bubba is describing it, it actually looks even worse. Like Bubba's description is completely accurate, but when you actually see it, it's so incredibly bad. Like 
They are so bad. The Texans, no win against them should count. That should just count as a half. Like, the Cowboys should get credit for a tie for winning that game yesterday the way they did. I agree, and that's why I do not think Bubba should be allowed or should not have chosen to wear his Cowboys jersey today because I don't view this as a legitimate win worth wearing a jersey after. He's wearing the 11, the Micah Parsons. Maybe it's just a half a win. You should have just worn one. Yeah. Like, yeah. instead of wearing two get some, ones, get some tape here. you could have just you could have just covered up one of the ones. Because that really only felt like half a win for the Cowboys yesterday. Greenies takes. Number two. Now, the Eagles are ridiculously good, and Hurts is the MVP. Look, the Giants were never at any point this year as good as their record made it seem like they might be. But they're also not that bad. <clears throat> the Eagles made the Giants yesterday look like the Texans. And the Giants are not that. What the Eagles did, the Eagles, like R.C. said it right. They scored so many times so easily, they stopped celebrating. It was almost like they felt sorry for the Giants. You got to be, I don't even know what it would be like right now to be an Eagle fan. Oh my goodness. We just talked about the Cowboys who have shown us like spasms of greatness. The Eagles have shown us months of greatness. They beat Tennessee last week. They beat the Giants this week. Two teams that are in line to make the playoffs. And they beat them so badly that Gardner Minshew, our backup quarterback, finished both games. That's where the Eagles are right now. Yeah, they look ridiculously good. And so of my five takes... Number one. Number one is I I genuinely feel bad for the Jets' defense. And let's lose the music here, and we'll dive a little bit into this. But for those of you around the country who aren't paying close attention to this, the Jets have a Super Bowl-caliber defense right now. Not in the future, but right now. They've lost their last two divisional games, one against New England, one against Buffalo. Their defense has been brilliant in both of those games. I mean, valiant. They did not allow a single touchdown to the the Patriots a couple of weeks ago. That was the game that ended on the return punt. And then they stifled Josh Allen and the Bills yesterday. I mean, stifled them, shut them down on a tough weather day. And in those two games, which probably will ultimately wind up costing the Jets a spot in the playoffs, That defense watched their offense play eight quarters with three different quarterbacks and score one touchdown. That's what the Jets' offense gave them. So, look, Mike White, valiant, plays hard, love him. You got to – I mean, I I appreciate his willingness to play through the obvious extraordinary pain he was in. I felt bad for him. The offensive line – should absolutely just hand him their checks from this. Whatever it is that they pay those people, they, they really almost got Mike White killed on the field yesterday. But at the end of the day, the Jets' offense just isn't good enough because their quarterback position just isn't good enough. Mike White, and I, I was saying this to you a couple of weeks ago, Mike White at his apex is okay. He makes a few throws that make you say, ooh, look at the arm. But I think a lot of that has to do with just how bad the other options are. And the fact that Zach Wilson is not even dressed and they have to go to Joe Flacco, who absolutely retired two years ago and is is just standing there collecting a check now. He wants no part of being out there whatsoever. Zach Wilson absolutely should be dressed and playing these games. So there were a lot of things about that that frustrated me yesterday. Two weeks in a row you say about the Jets, I respect the fight, but at some point you're too good to just be about the fight. They should be good enough to win these games, and their offense hasn't been. Yeah, this is how good the Jets' uh, defense was yesterday. The Bills had 232 yards of offense. The Bills punted eight times for 347 yards. They hadn't punted eight times in a game since Josh Allen's rookie season. The Jets' defense played great yesterday. uh, It's interesting to hear you say that you think Zach Wilson should not only be dressing, but should be essentially backing up Mike White at this point, when it's pretty clear he's still (laughs) resetting or rehabbing himself. Well, that's the thing, is that... 
They've obviously decided Zach Wilson needs a full timeout. So now the idea that he's going to go from this, where he's standing there just looking forlorn in, in, you know, in a parka, to becoming the starter at any point this season, like it's obviously way worse than we realize. This is not about having sloppy footwork. This really is now, I think, becoming evident that it is what we thought it was at the time. He has so lost the rest of the players on that team who are only too happy to immediately lift up Mike White in praise that clearly he has so lost his own locker room, Zach I'm talking about now, that they realize they can't put him out there because Joe Flacco is as finished as a person can possibly be. And didn't Robert Sala say after the game that so long as he's healthy, Mike White would be the starter next week, right? And that, that's, that's where the Zach Wilson experience is, that Mike White getting dinged around like that is still a better option than him. And, and the other thing I'll say quickly about that game, I forget who said it on the pre-show meeting this morning, uh, where we have Rex Ryan and, and Dan Orlovsky and, and Ryan Clark, and we do about a 45-minute meeting before we do get up and you know, just sort of get a sense of what everyone is thinking I forget who said this. It might have been Rex, but we didn't really get into it much on the TV show. The Bills are a team that I'm not sure is built to play in their own stadium. Mm. Like, if you're the Bills, do you want a weather game? Like, weather games are generally for teams that don't want to be explosive offensively. Do you want a weather game when your, your only option running the ball is your quarterback? I don't think you want that. I think the Bills are built to play in a dome. Mm. I think the Bills with Josh Allen slinging around to Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and making big plays, that's what they're about. I, I don't think that that's a team. Now, look, the path to the AFC, through the AFC into the Super Bowl, realistically, I think, is going to go through one of four places. Let's include Baltimore in the discussion because they're probably going to win. They have a good chance to win that division based on their remaining schedule. But Baltimore, Cincinnati, and then obviously Buffalo and Kansas City. All of those are weather places. None of them play in a dome. They're all, you know, none of them are Miami or, or whatever the, 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 the warm weather AFC cities are. So they're going to have to win games in bad weather. And I don't know that they're really built for that. Does that make sense? It does, but their defense is built for that. They definitely don't have the run game to do it. Josh Allen has led their team in rushing in eight games this season, which is insane. It's probably even a little bit irresponsible. But because all those places are likely to you know, be played in weather games or at least cold weather, which team do you have the most confidence in winning ugly? Is it Cincinnati? Yes, I have the most confidence in Cincinnati winning, period. Mm. Here's the, th- the thing that I forget, we all forget, every single season, and it is more true now than it's ever been before, is just how long a football season is. We think we know so many things, so many different times. But the truth is, until Thanksgiving, you don't know anything. You don't have any idea who really is good. And it is all about who starts to turn it on at the right time. Belichick always had that right. And Belichick always talked about September like it was the, the, the continuation of the preseason. His team just isn't that good right now. But Cincinnati is the team on the come. Cincinnati right now is playing better than anybody. I would take Cincinnati, and they just won at Kansas City. Uh, what was that game in Cincinnati? Take it back. That game was in Cincinnati. Right. But even so, I would take Cincinnati at Kansas City. I, they play Buffalo, don't they? Those teams play each other. I'm almost positive they play each other. Hold on. Uh, let me look at this. I was looking at these teams' schedules coming up. The Bengals play – say it again? They play January 2nd. January 2nd. So they, they play each other. So you're going to get to see Cincinnati-Buffalo. Where's that game? 
It's in, in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. So you're going to get – I think Cincinnati is the team to beat. If, if you told me right now I had to – well, let's do it. Let's, and, then, and then I'll have time for the whole hashtag crew here. But let's go around the horn really quickly. Right now, Bubba, if you had to bet your house on one team to win the AFC, who is it? Chiefs. Chiefs. How about you, Nuno? Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. How about you, Hembo? I'll say Buffalo. Uh, all right. So, and, and so we got – Good distribution. I will take Cincinnati. I will. I absolutely will. I will take Cincinnati. I believe in that roster. I believe in that quarterback. um, And I believe in them being the hot team at the right time. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Again, the assembled members of the hashtag crew are around us here, and they all had a vested interest in the activity of yesterday. Let's start with the game between Hembo's Eagles and Nuno's Giants, in which the Giants' Nuno crashed down to earth what was your primary takeaway from what well, felt like the end of taking them seriously for the year? They, they may still wind up because of that tie getting into the back end of the playoffs, but the idea of anyone trying to pretend they should be taken seriously at this moment, I think, came to a screeching halt yesterday. Nuno, give me a take as a fan. That was the first time that they were completely and utterly, I would say, embarrassed, right? Like, if they jumped out quickly. Uh, there's... It just I don't even know why Saquon was playing. He came in with the neck injury. They should have just sat him. Uh, it just looked bad. But that's what you expect when you don't have, A, when you don't have enough talent on your team, and B, you're playing the best team in the NFL. So I think well, it's just at this point in time, whatever happens for them will be this Sunday night coming up against the Commanders. You win that game. You're still in a good position to actually – you know, make the playoffs. Thankfully, Seattle lost. Giant fans the next couple of weeks are going to have to be rooting for the Jets, right? They played the Lions, then the Seahawks. So, you know, you're going to be conflicted, but you have to root for them. It's kind of – that's what you just got to hope at this point in time. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Giants, if you think about it – now, let's just say you, you sneak into the back end of the playoffs, okay? If you're the Giants and, and you sneak in at – I don't know, like nine, seven, and one, or what I'm just trying to do the math in my head here. And in that first round of the playoffs, you're going to wind up, you're not going to get, now you're going to wind up in San Francisco, aren't you? You're going to, what you're trying to do is find a way to get to Minnesota. Right. Minnesota feels like the team that could get beat. So Minnesota is the likeliest scenario as they wind up the two seed. But I don't think that's assured now because San Francisco is very close on their heels. The 49ers are hot and the Vikings are not. The Vikings are the pressure point. That's the team everyone would like to play in the first round. The Lions are the team no one wants any part of. Candidly, 
all of the big teams in the NFC would sign up to play the Giants right now. <laughs> they would all raise their hand and say, how do we wind up playing the Giants in the first round of the playoffs? That's who we want. That's inclusive of everyone, including Hembo, your Eagles. What is it like to be an Eagles fan right now? It's incredible. I mean, yesterday, what you saw was a game that had one team that had a lot of good players and another team that had very few. That was very clear. And so long as you have two coaches that know what they're doing, the result was the result. I'm not really surprised that it happened. I am still somewhat surprised at the unbelievable jump that Jalen Hurts has made and how incredibly efficient this offense is. Right now, the Eagles have scored the most touchdowns in the NFL and have the fewest giveaways in the NFL. You can't be better than that. Each of the last five teams to do that had their quarterback win the MVP of the league. He's the odds-on favorite to do it right now. He should win the, the award, and it doesn't have to be narrative-driven in this case. He's been the most valuable player. And then as we try and figure out who is going to be a real contender to the Eagles, the 49ers feel very much like they're ready to step in and be that. I don't want any part of playing them. I don't care who their quarterback is. And, and Brock Purdy is going to have bad days. I mean, you're not the last pick in the draft because you have so much talent that it's undeniable. Um, so... Stranger things have happened, I guess, than Brock Purdy turning out to be great, but not many. So that's not something that I would bet on. So the likelier scenario is they're going to have to win alongside their quarterback or despite their quarterback because their defense is so ridiculously good or something like that. And then the other one is the Cowboys. Bubba, as of this moment, staring two weeks away Christmas Eve at a home date with the Eagles, the rest of the schedule looking generally pretty winnable barely eking out a win against a very bad Texans team yesterday. How confident do you feel about the Cowboys? Not very confident overall. And even next week's game uh, you know, at the Jaguars looks a little more difficult now after yeah. seeing what they did against Tennessee. I mean, the thing with the Cowboys right now is they seem to play down to their competition a lot. And, you know, you mentioned earlier – they, they could lose any game, and I think that's the situation with them right now. They literally could lose to any team or they could beat any team. And, and as a fan, it's just completely frustrating because you just don't know who's going to be out there. You know, they, they literally could win the Super Bowl. I would not be shocked if they did with, if, they're, if they're playing as well as they could be. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they lose in the first round to whatever the NFC set, you know, Tampa Bay, whoever it is. Yeah. And that's the frustrating thing right now because they're just – not consistent at all, and like we said, they literally won against the Texans because of a broken play out of a timeout because of an inept team who didn't know what they were doing. If it wasn't for that, they would have lost at home to the Texans. A 1 o'clock game at the Jaguars. I'm looking at Cowboys minus 5 right now in that game. I, I, I'm not as down on Dallas as everybody else. That, that was an Look, should a good team look past a bad team? They should not. But at the end of the day, that was a, you know, throw your jocks out on the field and just count on the fact that you're going to beat the other guy. And next thing you know, you wind up in a, in a fight and they don't expect it. You know, he doesn't know it's a damn game. He thinks it's a, a, a damn show. He thinks it's a damn fight. And the Texans are in there. And then you, you go 98 yards to win the game at the very end. So, look, sometimes good teams lose games like that. We all know the game's not over till it's over. Next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Much more football as we go. New nose notes and your hot takes all on the way. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcasts.